Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm your host Matthew. Today I'm talking about Manchester United's somehow win uh, 3-2 in the Champions League against Atalanta. Uh, I've got some conflicting feelings. Um, and I've got a question that I want to pose to our audience and the fan base and, well, anyone that is, is listening to this. Uh, which I'll, I'll pose that question in a minute. There's there's a double-sided edge to this victory today. And there's a short-term problem and there's a long-term problem that comes with this victory. Now, I know that's a very negative or very strange way to look at uh, my team that I support winning a game. But you've got to look at this in a certain way. Um, Half-time, 2-0 down, right? Everyone on Twitter is screaming, Ollie out, Ollie this, Ollie that. Get this manager out, get this guy out. And I'm with them. I'm sitting there and I'm with them. And I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, we've wanted that for a few weeks now. Uh, I can't remember when the Wolves game was, but that was when I was Ollie out. I think that was about a month or so ago. Maybe a little bit longer. The long-term problem that this creates is it papers over the cracks of a poor performance at least in the first half you could argue definitely that we played better in the first half i just feel like this is a situation and we saw this happen last season this is exactly what happened last season we got into a period at about january right where we were top of the league i think we'd just beaten liverpool and we scraped wins against teams like west ham Aston Villa, I think I remember. And there was a few others. There was lots and lots of games where we kept playing really badly in the first half. And coming out second half, totally different team. And won the game. The problem that that creates long term is you cannot sustain that. And we didn't sustain that last season. And we didn't win anything. We fell off. We lost to Sheffield United. That was a turning point for me. And then we, you know, got to the Europa League final. And then the manager put all of his bad cards on the table. And we lost that game. This feels like just a repeat of last season. With a slightly stronger team. But a slightly stronger team that this manager definitely doesn't know how to use. The good short term thing that's happened here is we're still in the Champions League. I want us to still be in the Champions League. I want to pose a question to everybody. Which is what I mentioned a minute ago. If you'd have taken this, obviously we we just lost to Leicester. We drew to what Everton before that. I think that was before the international break. Let's say we can't quite do this right now. Let's say we lose to Atalanta six nil, and then we lose to Liverpool five or six nil. We get humiliated twice on the bounce, humiliated against Leicester. Let's say then, um, it would be what November no. Uh, end of October, uh, early November, by by that point, right? Let's say that Ollie then gets sacked. Yeah, following those defeats. Obviously, one of those can't happen now because we just beat Atlanta. Atalanta, sorry. Um, let's say we then bring in, not necessarily a new coaching staff, but a new manager who's going to make better decisions. Whether it be Zidane, Conte, Ten Hag, pick whoever you want. And then we push on for the season and we win. Let's say we finish top four and we win the FA Cup or something. 
But let's say we don't do that and we do things like we did today, which is scrape a win past Atalanta by shoving a bunch of talented players on the pitch, like bringing on Pogba and Cavani, still having Ronaldo on the pitch, putting Sancho on the pitch. And then you scrape a win in the second half. This is creating that same non-sustainable situation where we scrape past with certain wins and just wait and see long term how that works so it's good that we won today and it's good that we stayed in the champions league the sort of weird problem that it's sort of like a strange weird problem situation because technically manchester united do need to do worse or continue to be bad in order to get rid of the manager i'm not saying i want us to lose the games but you sort of think, okay, if you take a couple of defeats, you get rid of the manager, you get a new one in, and then you can push on for the season, then you actually start playing well. Isn't that a better solution? As opposed to just hanging on this, dangling by a thread, the thread is breaking, you're hanging off the edge of a cliff, I'm trying to create a metaphor, and, you know, you pull out a win against Atalanta, the rope gets a bit shorter, you get a bit closer to the ledge. But then let's say you lose to somebody like Liverpool, Everyone's screaming again, ollie out, all that sort of thing. And then the rope gets longer, you get further away from that cliff edge. And you're closer to falling off. Do you understand what I mean? It's sort of this weird double-edged thing where you don't want the team to lose. You don't want... um, You know, to get knocked out of the Champions League, put into the Europa League, or dumped out of Europe entirely. But it almost would be a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain... And given that the seasons are very long, it almost would be worth doing that. You know, it's a it's it's a strange thing to need to sort of see happen. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a really weird one. Um, because first half we were utterly utterly abysmal. Um, and yeah, two 0 down half time. We looked look, looked all doom and gloom. Because if you remember, there were several games from January onwards last year when we did exactly this. We were one or two 0 down by half time, and then we just come out second half. You know, everyone just sort of clicks into gear. Obviously, Ronaldo wasn't there at that point. Um, but you'd have Cavani, you'd have Bruno, you'd have Pogba. Everyone sort of pulling strings all of a sudden. Um. See, if we played in the second half like we do all the time, sorry, if we were to play all the time like we did in the second half, with admittedly a bit more fast-paced football and scoring some good goals, I don't think anybody would really have a problem. So that makes that's got to bring me on to another question, is why don't we play like that more often? The reason we don't play like that more often is because he starts with people like McTominay and Fred in midfield. He brought McTominay off, brought Pogba on, took off Greenwood who couldn't quite get into the game. I mean, nobody could really quite get into the game in the first half. Brought Sancho on, then brought Cavani on. And suddenly it just clicked into place. But you got to start games like... You know what, if we start games like that, right, and we go... Th- let, let's take away Atlanta's two goals. Let's say we start the second half... Sorry, those last sort of 20 minutes. We start the game like we ended the last 20 minutes... If you score three goals in your first half, or by sort of like, let's say, the hour mark, you can just kill off teams and make whatever subs you sort of want. Um, you know, it's it's just like a weird flip of the script kind of thing. I honestly think that second half 
was these players keeping the job in the manager? So sorry, the the, the uh, uh, manager in 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 the job, kind of thing. Um, I I, I really do. I really thought that they looked and thought we've got to just really sort of step up our game right now. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it's a really it's a really weird situation to be in. But we all know we we almost do need the short term loss to have the long term gain. Um, and that does start with a new manager. And I'm not trying to jump. On, I'm not trying to jump on any sort of bandwagons or like, hey, I'm in with the popular crowd. I'm all lay out as well. Um, I think it's just kind of blatantly obvious as to why we're playing such bad football. Um, so yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a, it's a weird one. Let's go to our uh, summary and break down some goals because I don't have much else to really say like in general I think I've pretty much summed that up I think these players saved the manager yet again um, and there you go uh, so Palasic I think his name is but Pasalic uh, scored the first goal of course just a cross across the face of goal nobody gets to it um, sure Maguire Lindelof, McTominay, who's marking the actual player, none of them do anything good enough about it, and it's just a really, really poor goal to concede. Um, yeah, we seem to concede a lot of these types of goals, don't we? These sorts of um, crosses into the box, whether it's from corners, which was the second goal, or just just not being able to stop the cross, and then it just becomes a game of okay, the ball's coming across the box. Who's going to take the responsibility to? Go towards that ball. Or to sort of... Okay, if that ball's going to go to a player, close them down. We just don't do it. We, we we just we just don't do it. So, yeah, that was the first goal. Um, and then the second goal, so 2-0 down within half an hour. Um, somebody else scored De- Dem- Demoral. Demoral. Uh, so cross from a corner, headed in. Uh, Maguire doesn't do enough. Uh, Maguire's supposed to be... Because I feel like sometimes we forget. And it's pretty easy to forget. Maguire's supposed to be our like big presence in the box. He's supposed to be our Van Dyke in a way. You know, the, the Liverpool player. Um, and he had a header. He had an attacking header in this game. And he had a defensive opportunity. And he got his header on target. I think that was later on in the second half. Um... And then, uh, yeah, just doesn't doesn't win the the ball in the air here. Is it kind of fair to say that Maguire isn't good in the air? Because we've had him for two years now, and he's had the odd part here and there where it's been like, oh yeah, Maguire won the ball. He he scored a really good goal, or he he cleared the ball from a defensive header. Um, but he just doesn't do it anywhere near consistently enough. Because um, as much as as much as most of our bad performances are down to coaching, players do have to take a certain level of individual responsibility. Um. So yeah, but that was half time. Uh, then they made a sub. I can't remember why. Probably injury or something. Then Bruno passed the ball into Rashford, tucked it in the bottom corner. Good goal. Good goal. Uh, Rashford missed a whole bunch of chances in the first half, but he was injured again, as we saw. I did hear a little snippet of um, 
uh, what was it, the, the pre-match coverage, somebody was talking to Ollie, and he was like, oh, Rashford isn't quite fully ready. I, I, sometimes I just don't know what to say about this manager. We know Maguire's got a knock. Rashford's got a knock. He did come off injured. So it's just... I just it's Things like that where... I mean, I don't really watch... I, I don't go out of my way to watch post and pre-match press conferences or interviews with Oli. Because I used to do that for most of the games. And I got really tired of what he was saying. I just don't get... I just don't... I just can't wrap my head around his thought process. You know, it's just like... So you've admitted that the player isn't fully fit, but he's starting the game. I just I just don't understand. I, I just can't. I'm, I'm I'm getting really... I don't know if you can tell in my voice, my, my sort of lack of enthusiasm. I'm just getting really tired. Not physically. Um, I'm fine at the moment. I'm just getting really tired. It's just it's just time for a new era. Like I'm really just getting tired of this whole Ollie saga. I really, really am. Um Like my team just won a game of football and I don't even feel happy because I just I just know I just know there's gonna be long term side effects. It's almost like taking a drug or getting an in, in I almost said infection or getting an injection or or I don't know, some I'm trying to describe it in a good way. I'm just... Ollie's making me tired. <laughs> it's like when you get... Um, it's like with the COVID vaccine, right? Okay, you're going to like be more safe from COVID or, or whatever it is. But you're going to have like a, a, a numb arm for like two days or something. Or you might feel a bit dizzy. And it's like we keep getting COVID injections. <laughs> of like... Okay, you know it's going to stop this particular virus from hurting you quite so much, which I guess in a football sense is defeats. But like, your arm feels numb. You know, I'm I'm trying to make this in a way that makes sense, and I don't know if it does. I'm just I'm just really tired of it. I'm just really really tired of it, and I just want him to 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 go. I'm 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 really tired. <laughs> I'm start. I am genuinely starting to get to that part where I'm still. Look, I still look forward to each game, as I've said on podcasts before. Each game, you start off. You reset the clock. You go to no minutes, no seconds. You start again at nil nil, and it's a fresh ninety minutes to start again. Obviously, you got you can you continuation. So where you are in the league, where you are in certain cups, where you are in the Champions League, that's the more long term effects. But every game, you know, I get amped up for every game. And I uh, look forward to each game. And I think no matter no matter who we're facing, no matter what competition, nil nil, ninety minutes to be played, so you can you can sort of go again. Um, I'm just getting tired. I'm just getting very very tired of this whole Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer saga, and it just needs to end. It just needs to end. I know that we won, and that's a strange might be a strange thing to say, but I just want some of you to understand the long term effects of keeping keeping this same situation not just the manager but the coaching staff keeping the same situation going of scraping wins not playing well in the first half not killing games i cannot remember if i've ever podcasted on a game and gone yeah we killed off the game in like an hour i mean there's been things like the southampton 9-0 those are those are anomaly of games those are those games are just anomalies 
Um, but games where we play well for 90 minutes and actually just like kill off the opposition. When was the last time that happened? It, it's been a very long time at least. So anyway, uh, Russia scored, good goal, um, good stuff. We know he comes off injured later. Um, some surprising early substitutions from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the next thing. Uh, 66 minutes, good, good. Uh, good early substitutions. Uh, Rashford off for, for Cavani. I was actually really shocked. I thought, you know, Ollie does tend to either start or keep on unfit or injured players. We saw it loads of times last season with Rashford. We literally saw it a few days ago with Maguire. Starting an unfit player. Pogbron for McTominay. Good. Yeah, really good. Uh, then they made a couple of subs. Uh, and then we brought on in the 73rd minute. So, slightly late, but... It's a still decent one. Um, Sancho one for Greenwood. These subs did change the game, and you've got to just look at you've got to look at this game from say sixty. Say from those subs onwards, you bring on some good subs uh, early enough. Sancho one was a bit later, and you start changing the game. You score two goals. Maguire scores. Uh, Ronaldo scores a great header from San, uh, from Luke Shaw's cross. Why can't we just do that in the first half? Um, and then, yeah, Ronaldo scores a very good goal. Ten minutes to go, and it turns out to be the winner. A uh, great cross from Luke Shaw. And we did play some pretty good football in that last 10 to 15 minutes. But is it good to take a 90-minute game and play good football in the dying 10 to 15 minutes of a game in order to turn things around? Uh, again, you you just you just cannot get away with doing this on a short term, sorry, on a long term basis, because we tried to do this last season, and we didn't win anything. So, I feel like I should be happier that my team's won, but I'm just not. <laughs> uh, I'm just the only the only thing I'm happy about from this is that we probably are staying. I mean, I haven't checked the league table for the Champions League. But we're probably staying in the Champions League now. And that's good. Uh, but then again, you've got to kind of ask the, the longer term question. If we were to put be put into the Europa League or knocked out, would it cause a situation to where the manager gets sacked, we bring in a new manager, and then we press on for the season and win something else? FA Cup or something like that. Or maybe even the league. It's just, yeah, so... Anyway, then uh, in the I think this was for defensive stability. Matic came on for Fred. I kind of un- I understood that one a bit more. But the thing is, I mean, because I, I often do criticise like subs are too late. They don't make sense. You're bringing on like Fred for Pogba or something stupid like that, um, or keeping uh, doing something really weird. Every one in sort of like fifteen games, Ollie does a game where it's like, okay, yeah, sixty six minutes. You're losing the game. Bring on Pogba and Cavani. Good. Uh, bringing on Sancho, okay, I like Greenwood, but you know Sancho's coming on. Then, then Maguire scores, then Ronaldo scores, then we win the game. But we do this one in every like fifteen games. Um, it's just, it's just it's too infrequent to be to be doing that, and that's just not a the point. I really really the point that I really want to bang home, if I'm to bang a drum about a particular point, you cannot do this. 
as a long-term solution and your season as a football team is a long season. It's what, 10 months? August to May, roughly? Um, and what I hope... This is what I hope doesn't happen. This this could be, for, for me, the worst-case scenario um, result, right? Let's say that we now do this. These sort of late good substitutions... Scraping wins, getting late wins, going down in the first half, coming back in the second half, winning the game. Let's say we do that until January, right? And we're in the Champions League group stage, uh, sorry, knockout stage. We're like second in the league, two points behind, I don't know, City or somebody, right? And we're really like on the edge of competing. And then we do it, we, we keep doing that for like two, three months maybe. Yeah, because we're in October now. You do that for a couple of more months. And then we start to fall off of that in February. At like a really crucial point of the season. Let's say Ollie's still here in February. And we're still doing this kind of like second half thing. Of drawing or winning games late on. It would just be a repeat of last season. And I just don't I just don't want that to end up happening. Um... And I'm going to call it right now, but I think if Ollie stays in this job, for the, let's say for the remainder of the season, basically, I think that's what will happen. We'll, put, we'll possibly now go on a decent little run of results. Um, like scraping late wins and stuff like that. And then like fall off in January, February-ish. So I, ju- I just hope that that doesn't happen. So we shall see. Uh, that's all my thoughts on the game and everything like that. Um, I do have uh, some housekeeping to get to. And then we've got some player ratings. I haven't figured out who's my man of the match. Uh, I'll figure that out in a second. But I've I've, I've got some... Uh, I'm just warning you all now. When I get to the player ratings. I've got some really, really low scores to give out. Some really low scores. There's there's going to be a couple of zeros. And I'm just I'm just warning you and letting you know before we get to that point of the podcast. There's going to be actually there's going to be more than a couple of zeros. There's going to be a few, if not more. And I feel like they're all very much valid. And it's my it's just my opinion at the end of the day. I'm not right or wrong. But there's there's going to be a few, if not more, zeros in this team. There's going to be some scores that are going to be higher, much higher, but there's going to be some zeros. I'm just warning you and letting you know, but let's get into some housekeeping. See you for that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra, so whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link 
If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, we did another podcast for The Walking Dead World Beyond today. That's for this week's episode. Season 2, episode 3 is the newest one, so we're still continuing that on Wednesdays. Look out for those. Gaming Talk this week, speaking of uh, football updates, we talked about an update for FIFA. Uh, FIFA and EA have decided to have a falling out over loads and loads of money. Not not a surprise. And eFootball, which is uh, Konami's PES game used to be called Pairs Pro Evolution Soccer is now called eFootball for this year's release is uh let's just say it didn't go very well uh the, the, the release of that game has been a bit of a disaster that game and we also talked about a bunch of other things my impressions for Psychonauts 2 and also talked about kind of the future of video games what we want from games and that kind of thing so you can check out this week's gaming talk episode I uh, did a podcast called it's time for diversity to lead the screen um, we've had a big push for diversity in the last, I say, few few years, maybe two to three years, and it's been great just to see different people. There are different people in the world, uh, so to see different people, different actors and actresses, uh, both like people of color and LGBTQ people, and all, all sorts of different uh, diverse people on screens, uh, it's been great to see that. But uh, has media and entertainment kind of done enough of that? Uh, I don't quite think so, but we're making a good push towards that. But uh, I wanted to discuss that as a topic as well. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead. I've done a podcast wrap up after the first episode of season 7. I dislike the episode so much. And the pretty clear continuation of the direction. That I decided I wanted to close the doors on that podcast. Because there's no obligation for me to do that for the next 8 weeks. Or however long the first season is going to be. Just repeating the same mistakes from the previous season. And also just individually a very bad episode for Season 7, Episode 1. So that's for Fear the Walking Dead. Um, of course, got the United cast for the Leicester game. That was 4-2. Um, what else have we got here? I uh, did the mid-season or first half season podcast uh, wrap-up thing for The Walking Dead. That's not a podcast wrap-up. Uh, it's for Season 11, Episode 8. And we'll be back in February to talk about uh, 11B, uh, the, the second part of the third arc season uh, for The Walking Dead. That's the main show. Uh, Last week on Gaming Talk we talked about the GTA remasters being confirmed. Uh, We talked about Rockstar's agent and also Alex Scott who I'm sure some of you uh, recognise that name. She's a football uh, commentator. She's got a role in FIFA 22 but it's been uh, dramatically kind of reduced unfortunately. Uh, So I talked about that. Uh, CW Superheroes for Superman and Lois season 1 episode 15. American Coach for Ted Lasso, that's season 2, episode 12, podcast on those. 
And that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. My app has decided to free... Oh, there we go. Um, Right. I'm going to be able to do this quite easily because there's a big bunch of players I'm going to give zeros to. Um, So David De Gea, I'm not going to give De Gea a zero. I'm going to give De Gea an eight. I think he made some very good saves again. I don't think the goals were his fault. And you've got to remember what I said literally a few days ago when we lost 4-2 to Leicester. David De Gea can only do so much to do uh, shot stopping or saving shots when you've got people like Lindelof and Maguire as a pair in front of you. There's only so much you can actually do before you're let down by your defence. Because I I consider our sort of goal-stopping threat to be mainly up to three players. The goalkeeper and the two centre-backs. The left-back and the right-back, obviously, they're the full-backs. I I would label them as more in charge of, okay, if somebody is getting down the wing, those are the two players in, in charge of stopping the crosses. So they almost kind of play a bit of a different role. But then, you know, if somebody takes a long shot from the left or the right side, they're kind of in charge of blocking those shots. But, yeah, that's that's, that's kind of my, my thoughts on that. Right, uh, Wambasaka, Lindelof, Maguire, McTominay and Fred, I'm going to give them all zeros. I thought they were absolutely atrocious today. Um, Luke Shaw I'm going to give a bit more of a score to. That's why I didn't include him in that bunch. McTominay and Fred just invisible. Lindelof and Maguire invisible. Wambasaka I think was pretty bad as well. Wambasaka had a couple of little spells of like decent passes. But if I'm to think of the standard of Manchester United player that I expect. If I'm to describe a footballer and say his best part in the game was he strung a couple of decent passes together. It's not really like... Uh, ratings worthy is it like that's just what you expect is for a Manchester United player to be able to string a few passes together or knock a few passes back and forth between their teammates Um, yeah so and and apart from that he didn't really you've got when when I'm when I'm doing player ratings you've got to think about what the player actually did in the game if they stopped any shots if they scored goals got assists if they made a couple of good moments at certain points like some good passages of play like if like if for example uh this is a made up example because this isn't what I'm using let's say McTominay and Fred right I'm just going to give a little example McTominay and Fred let's say they were two really good midfielders let's say they had a really good sort of eight or nine maybe even ten out of ten ten out of ten type of game one of the things i might say about something like that is like oh mctominay and fred strung a couple of really good passes together they played well as like a pair in midfield that's something that you would that i would say about like a pair of good players is not only did they string a couple of passes together they did it like either quite consistently or it led to more sort of chance creation do you know what i mean i'm, I'm just trying to sort of explain my uh thought process here but to me, those four players, Wambasaka, Lindelof, Maguire, McTominay and Fred, didn't do anything in this game. Anything at all that I can remember that was remotely good at all. Um, I mean, if I'm to really think, I think McTominay hit the post at one point. He didn't score though. And that was one moment in a 19-minute game. Does that mean I should give him a 2 or a 3? Not, not really, no. Um, if McTominay scores like a screamer from the edge of the box and like it goes in, then I might go, okay, McTominay had a really bad game, but he scored a good goal. 
then I might give him a little bit of a score. But they all, all those players I just mentioned did absolutely nothing today. Um, the whole comeback that we did today had nothing to do with any of those players. Honestly. So that's why I'm giving those ratings. Um, I mean, Maguire scored. Uh, that was one like good kick of the ball, I suppose. Because I'm just trying to really, really think quite hard about what all those players did. Should I give him a 1? A 2 for doing that? Because other than that... um, He was terrible defensively. So, I don't know. That's that's where I'm kind of settling on that. So, uh, Luke Shaw... Luke Shaw... Duh, 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 duh. I don't think he had a good game. He did provide a good cross because that was the cross for Ronaldo's goal wasn't it I think he had a much better game though than those players I'd probably give him like a 4 I thought it was alright yeah it was, it was okay at certain points um so yeah anyway uh I'm just not going to bother talking about McTominay and Fred I don't think because they just they were just invisible um and a lot of people ask on Twitter and in different, you know YouTube videos and different places like that. Why does Ollie? And I mean, I've explained this before. I get a bit tired of explaining it. Why does Ollie actually pick McTominay and Fred? They are a defensive safety blanket or safety net for the manager. Because the idea, the idea in within this team selection and within most of our team selections that include those two, the idea. That I can that I'm seeing is let's pass the ball between like six different players around at the back, and then play a long ball, because instead of playing the ball through the midfield <clears throat> and giving the ball to McTominay and Fred, who often don't do anything with it, the idea is okay. Greenwood's fast, Rashford's fast. It happened a lot in this game, actually, especially in the first half. Loads and loads and loads of long passes over to Rashford. The idea is supposed to be he's quick and we'll hit them on the counter-attack and we'll play a long ball to Rashford. But when you start doing that within the first 20-30 minutes of a game, or even shorter time than that, the opposition will easily start to realise what you're doing and they'll just sit back a bit more and then they'll cut out the long ball. And then your offensive... Or attacking strategy is dead. It's completely dead, and that's what happened. Um, so yeah, uh, Greenwood um, didn't have a great game really. Didn't do too much that I remember. I think I'll give him the same. I I give him a slightly lower score than than Shaw. I give him like a three. Didn't really notice much good that Greenwood did today. Um, so yeah, I'll give him like a three. Uh, who's my man of the match going to be? It's got to be between Rashford. It's, it's but the man of the match to me is between Bruno and Ronaldo. Uh, and I need to choose that now because Bruno is the next player that I've got. Um, Ronaldo did miss a couple of good chances. Do you know, I'll give Ronaldo an eight. No, seven. And I'll give Bruno an eight for my man of the match. I think that's what I'm going to settle with. 
Um, I mean, everybody had a bad first half. Everybody on that team sheet had a bad first half. But it's that, you know, team coming out in the second half and actually stringing some decent things together that kind of worked. Um, but yeah, I'll give Bruno an A, I think. I'll give him my, uh, my man of the match. Rashford. <sighs> Rashford had one of those weird games where he doesn't do anything for long stretches and then scores a goal. Um... I'll give him like a five or something. I think I think too much about these player rating numbers because <laughs> uh, overall, at the end of the day, it's just it's just my numbers that I'm giving these players. And then Ronaldo, like I said, I'll give him like a six or a seven. So uh, substitutes. Um, who did we have? Cavani came on, did pretty well. I give him maybe like an average six. He he, he looked pretty good when he came on. Matic, I can't remember him doing anything because he was on the pitch for about a minute. Actually, he was on for about six minutes, if you include the four minutes of uh, added time. Pogba was pretty good when he came on. Sancho was pretty good when he came on. I'd give them both, like, sixes as well, I suppose. But those are the players. Cavani, Pogba, Sancho, Ronaldo, Bruno. Sorry, Pogba. Yeah, Pogba, Sancho, Cavani, Ronaldo, Bruno. That came on and that won the game for us. And... It's an interesting kind of tactic to use. It's not one that's going to work. I promise you it's not one that's going to work over long term. Which is. You're losing in the, in the game. You're playing really badly. Because your tactics are bad. Your coaching's bad. And your team's playing badly. So let's shove on Cavani. Sancho. And Pogba. And then keep. Obviously at that point you kept on. Bruno and Ronaldo. So you've got quite an attacking team. And then actually start playing attacking football. Because of the players that you've got on the pitch. And because the team knows that they have to go for it. It's almost like a desperation sort of quick, we really have to get some goals kind of thing. And that does, that's just not going to work over long term. I, I don't think it's going to anyway. And I'm saying that because that's exactly what we did last season. And it just didn't work. So that's just uh, my thought process there. But uh, but yeah, uh, I think we stay in the Champions League with this. Um, and then we've got Liverpool on Saturday. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we go and beat Liverpool now. And then, I don't know who we've actually got after that. Because there's, uh, funny enough, next week's fixtures. Uh, can I check them? Tuesday, FA Cup and Carabao Cup. Yeah, it says, e it says here EFL Cup, Wednesday. We're not in it anymore, are we? So that's fun. You've got FA Cup, which is... Yate Town and Dover. <laughs> so it's obviously like the the earlier rounds. And then you've got EFL Cup. Got like Arsenal, Leeds, Chelsea, Southampton, those sorts of teams. Yeah, we're not in it, are we? So that's why we're not playing next week. Uh, or ne next week, midweek. But we've got uh, Liverpool, of course. When's the Liverpool game again? Saturday? No, Sunday. Sunday half past four, isn't it? Yeah, I remember I checked it before. Sunday half past four, Liverpool. Um, at Old Trafford. Uh, I I th I weirdly think we're going to win that game now, because I I think now we're going to go on a run of uh, let's see three or four games I think where we'll still really struggle in the first half and we'll do that come out second half kind of thing. I think we'll draw or win all of the next three games. And then we'll like lose a couple, and we'll just be really inconsistent over the next uh, 
say month or so but then we've got like teams like uh, i think we've got chelsea man city or liverpool or west ham or something like that we've got a really like tough uh got tottenham i think as well got a really tough bunch of fixtures coming up but it wouldn't surprise me if ollie just got his usual luck and we see our way he, he sees his way through those fixtures and doesn't get sacked um but i'm just tired of this ollie era and everything still gonna watch the games still gonna podcast i'm not going anywhere I'm just tired. <laughs> so, as I'm sure some of you are, judging by the fan base on YouTube and Twitter and different places, uh, everyone's a little bit tired of the situation. So, yeah, we shall see what happens. Anyway, um, I didn't even mention Donny van der Beek, did I? I didn't even mention him. I'm tired of mentioning it. Uh, I'm tired of the situation. I'm sure Donny's very, very tired of the situation. Um... It makes me sad. It just makes me sad. Because the glimpses that we've seen of him, we just know how good he can be. And Ollie's wasting his career. He really is. Why'd you buy him? Why 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 did you buy him? <laughs> I just don't understand. Just don't understand. It's like when you when you're trying to understand somebody that you just realise that you can't and then <laughs> I don't know, I'm a bit all over the place with this whole football at the moment so yeah um i hope he doesn't leave i hope donny doesn't leave in january there's a lot of talk of like oh like newcastle might come and pick him up in january um because he'd probably look at that situation and think yeah they're probably going to build a team of superstars let me be part of that um i said to my dad actually the other day I said, because like ten, I think it's Ten Hag, the the uh, IX manager. I said, oh, it would be great if we brought him in because he probably would actually play Donny, wouldn't he? I mean, that would surprise me if he wouldn't. But I just think any manager would see him, him or you know, uh, Conte or or Zidane would look at him and think, yeah, let's use him a bit more. But yeah, just I'm just tired of the situation. Um, <laughs> with uh with that so anyway anyway i'll see you all on uh sunday probably sunday night for uh for liverpool i don't know what we're pod- i don't know what i'm podcasting on between now and sunday probably something i might make an episode about something tomorrow or friday um so look out for those in the meantime if you want to let me know your thoughts feelings questions comments are you as tired as i sound in terms of i'm not physically tired i'm just meant it's more like a mental tiredness of just seeing the same thing over and over again um are you feeling the same way let me know what you think are you still ollie in and look i i want to make this very clear if you're still ollie in you're not right you're not wrong it's your opinion if you think that this manager has shown you something or this team or 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 something about the situation has shown you that we should keep him i'm not gonna like ridicule ridicule you or like call you names or say that you're stupid or anything i'm not gonna do anything like that you're very much entitled to your opinion, just just as I am. I'm just trying to be, you know, just trying to be fair. I'm just trying to be fair and honest. Um, I'm honest in saying that I want him to be out of the club. And if your honesty is saying that you want him in, that's that's up to you. I'm going to massively disagree with you, but uh, we, we can all do that in a healthy way, I suppose. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, or concerns. I would understand if you had concerns. Uh, MatthewDentertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, there's two ways that I'd recommend that you can very quickly email us. Uh, in the uh, show notes on the blog post thing, 
for this on the website there is an actual email box you can put your message name and email in there um your email won't be like revealed publicly or, or whatever it will just be sent to me in an, in an email box so don't worry about any of that uh, you can send in your thoughts that way or you can simply click on the email name which is listed there's like a link that you can click and you can send us in an email that way as well if you'd like to do so uh, thanks very much for listening you can find all the rest of the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org tv video games films and manchester United podcast probably going to be doing a couple of film reviews next week because i'm off of my uh, afternoon job next week so i'll have actually uh, a bit more time so look out for those next week as well um for, for all that you can find us on entertainmenttalk.org you can also find us on podcast platforms to search for entertainment talk uh, if you want your TV and film news, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Uh, that's for your TV and your film news. A Geektown Radio episode came out uh, yesterday, so for this week's episode, go and check that out for your weekly TV and film news podcast. Geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio on podcast platforms. Lex is still streaming very regularly over on Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there for all of her great streams. You can also follow my streams on Twitch as well, eTalkUK for all those and if you miss any of those you can find them later on youtube entertainment talk plays i need to get this podcast out because i am now mentally tired from watching this uh and i'll see you all next time cheers goodbye